Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we are continuing our 2022 Best of Film series, which leads us to The Menu, directed by Mark Malloyd and starring Ray Fiennes. Now the film follows a couple who join a smaller group of anyone from food critics to finance bros, a washed up movie star, and all of these people find themselves taken to an island with an extremely lavish, extremely private restaurant called Hawthorne. Now, Hawthorne is led and commanded by Chef Slowick, played by Ray Fiennes, and his almost militant group of sous chefs and, uh, and other chefs as well. There's a seriousness to this island, where it's, you know, where we're not only selling you food, we're selling you an experience. You're not paying thousands of dollars for a nicely plated steak. There's going to be a lot more to it than that. There's going to be a story. And, you know, we're introduced to the film with our uh, our two lead protagonists, Tyler, played by Nicholas Holt, and Margot, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, is a complete foodie nut. He worships his, he <laughs> his... He worships this chef. Everything that he does. And he's been studying all the different culinary insights that he's divulged over his years of being a chef and he's just been chomping at the bit to come to this restaurant he's been waiting and Margot could not be less interested you know she's ready to smoke a cigarette before they get on the boat and Tyler smacks it out of her hand you know he's like you're gonna ruin your palate with all that smoke on your tongue and this is an incredibly delectable experience and you need to be able to decipher all the flavors that he puts into these meals and immediately you can tell, like, okay, these two, they don't really seem like they're getting along. It doesn't seem like a like a couple, really. And it's quickly revealed that, okay, he's kind of brought her along as a date, whether his date bailed or otherwise, you know, he's kind of hired her to come with him on this because he can't go alone. Or maybe he just doesn't want to show up alone and give off that idea. But uh, this film really dives into people's obsession with food porn and it's real people love all of these baking shows great british bake-off these chef shows they got chef shows for kids gordon ramsay everybody across the world is pretty fascinated by the world of the culinary arts um watching really interesting plating techniques or how the presentation can really make a difference that and also learning to be creative with a wide variety of things that you never thought you'd be cooking with. And so this film really leans heavily into that without being, I don't know, as obnoxious as some other films. You know, you'll get a nice little title card next to your dish kind of explaining what's in the dish, what you're going to be smelling, all that kind of stuff. You know, when it quickly fades, it reminds me of Sherlock when they first started having the text messages kind of appear on the screen as you're reading them. Um... It's nothing distracting. I think it works really perfectly uh, because this is a film that's going to have nine courses throughout their meal. Seven to nine courses, something like that. And each one is going to play deeper and deeper into the overall theme that Ray Fine's character is trying to convey. And the really interesting thing about his chef, oh, not necessarily interesting because it's something I feel like we have come to understand about chefs as artists and the idea that at some point you might lose your passion for creating. And this is a guy who 
you know, lives on the most remote, extraordinary island with the most exquisite restaurant and any ingredient he could ever have. And it's clear that he's kind of lost his love for film, uh, for cooking. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe I lost my love for film a little while, but I got it back. Um, he just, there is nothing that sparks that joy anymore for him. Especially when the restaurant kind of became, or the his industry kind of started banking on, hey, you know, we're going to put this multi-thousand dollar deal on for all these pompous people who are going to pay loads of money for nothing. Um, you know, whether they give you crap for it or the small portions or whatever. You know, he's like, we started catering. He's like, we started catering to the elite, to these people who have no appreciation for the work that we're putting into it. And so part of the story he's telling that evening is uh, it's almost this eat the rich story, which has kind of become pretty popular in the last couple of years. I've noticed it more than a few times this last year in films, especially in the menu. And uh, oh, there was also the triangle of sadness. Some of this idea of, hey, you know, even though we, the grunt work, the waiters, the cooks, all these people, you know, we're taking care of all you ultra wealthy people who just dismiss us, think we're here to help, think we're here to do whatever, never cared much about us at all or what we really do. You know, you're just here to blow some money and impress some people and probably not even really appreciate or enjoy the food. Um... And so this has clearly been grading at this chef for a long time. Uh, so his theme is going to be about reflection almost. Looking back at your own lives and you being the, the guests at his table and, you know, throughout the film we slowly examine dish by dish what each thing kind of reveals about all the guests who are there. Whether it's maybe how they might have wronged the chef, how they may have contributed poorly to the food critic industry, the film industry, people who are just obsessed with watching but never having the balls to cook themselves or do something on their own. He has all this detest and ill feelings towards these people that slowly are revealed very creatively through the dishes he creates. And all the while, you know, you've got this fantastic supporting cast Outside of Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt, who, you know, she could not care less about every meal coming out. I'm not going to eat this. I don't care if there's seaweed air bubbles. I'm like, this does nothing for me. And Nicholas Holt's never pissed me off more as an actor, which is a credit to him in this role. Because I was like, God, this guy's infuriating and just like, I can't stand him. He's like talking over her. He's trying, you know, talking with his mouth full, taking her food trying to grab food off other people's plates as it's getting clear because he's like, I just got to, like, I got to have it. I got to, I got to try it while I'm here. This is, I need this and I need to post. I need to take pictures, which is a no-no, but he's over here trying to do anyways. Um, there's just no respect that he has. Um, Hong Chow plays Elsa, who's not the, sh- uh, not the sous chef, but she kind of helps run everything with the chef. And I mean, I would have nominated her for supporting actress for this film. She is stone cold, so funny in this movie, in her treatment of guests, in her, I don't even want to say her suggestions, because they're not really suggestions when she gives them to you. But you know, people are trying to get up and, you know, I got to get out of here. I got to get down. I'm like, you got to let me out of here. You know, I would kindly invite you to sit back down. 
You know, you don't deserve the meal, nor are you worth it, but you're going to eat it. I've just, she has so many looks and so many little lines that she gives back that almost put a little bit of fear and despair into the audience and to the, you know, to the people who are dining there. Um, she like blew me away, like just by far and away, every scene she was in, she just stole and it really helps commit to the seriousness of like, Hey, you know, I know you're used to getting things done your way, but you're in our rodeo now. You paid the money to come here. You're going to have the experience and you're going to enjoy it, even though it's not worth spending on you. If I had it my way, you know, it's just like, whoa, all right, you know, I knew the chef was a hard ass, but damn, you know, Elsa's, whew, she's brutal. You know, you've got John Luguizamo, who's a movie star, who, you know, is playing up his importance, inflating his own ego. He's washed up, but he's like, oh, you know, the chef and I, I'm sure we're great friends, you know, we're, he's a good buddy. He's, I gotta make it seem like everybody loves me and I'm still doing great. Um... You've got Judith Light and Reed Bernie playing um, this older married couple who, you know, he kind of recognizes Anya Taylor-Joy's character. She definitely recognizes him. And his wife is wondering, why do those two keep looking at each other? You know, there's there's all sorts of commotion going on in the background. You've got these tech guys, these finance guys who clearly are doing some financial manipulation, thinking they're hot shit they don't stink. It's great. You know, no one's ever going to find us out. How does this guy know? How does this guy know some of the stuff that we're doing? There, you know, it just, the cast plays so well in fear, in panic, you know, in sometimes humorous ways to everything that's starting to happen to them. And over these courses, they start to slowly learn like, oh man, like I thought this was just like food theater. I thought, like, this was just kind of like a jokey thing or like a funny thing. But, like, I think these guys are really serious. I don't know if they're going to kill us. I don't know if they're going to make us eat human beings or something. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But it's really clear as time goes on that they've got all the power and we're a part of the show now. Um, And, you know, the best thing about being in the audience for this is you're like, wow, I know that these aren't the best people. And so sometimes it's really nice to kind of watch them squirm. Um, Sometimes there's a few horrific moments where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just saw that. Or I can't believe they just did this. Um, And that's where this film really commits to like, I've seen a lot of comparisons to Fight Club in the sense of like, there's a very visceral, like in your face, whether it's something brutal and horrific, you're like, wow, I I'm shocked that they showed that kind of, but wow, it leaves an impact and it really does set the tone and it really puts you into their position of fear and just like, are we going to make it out of here alive? Like, did that really just happen? Oh my God. Is that, you know, some of the guests are like, surely this is all just a, a big show. Like none of this could ever be real. It's just the chef playing games, you know, right? Say psych, please. Please say psych. Um... And, you know, it just, it gets pretty dark and pretty brutal at times. And it really digs into that, like I said earlier, that some of that eat the rich, like, you know, all you people have been handed everything, you've been, you get away with murder, you get away with all this kind of stuff, you've never thought twice about us, and you've laughed at cooks and chefs and all these people your whole lives, 
well, we get the last laugh this time. Um, but the most curious part of the whole mystery and the whole thing about what's going on is you kind of get the feeling that Anya Taylor-Joy's character, I, I don't think that she was supposed to be here. And the chef even kind of realizes that. Or he has some deals where it's like, I don't, I didn't really account for you. Who are you? Why are you here? And what side are you on? Um, I think, you know, the finale of this film, um, it does feel a little quick and easy, kind of where it's going and its resolution. Um, but I think that, you know, the, the power of this cast, both in fines and the supporting cast, like really, really does, uh, does the ending justice in a good way. As far as the story goes, Mark Malloyd, who, uh, who directed it and helped write this as well. Um, he's proved successful with writing for succession for HBO, um, with this just really biting dialogue and some of these great back and forths and just random bursts of really serious and intense moments. Um, with some really dark and hilarious remarks kind of mixed in there. Um, there's a little bit of play in the film, but most of it's business. Even if it looks like play, even though you get some wonderfully shot uh, footage of them crafting and plating some of these uh, some of these delicious foods, or or sometimes insulting foods. Um, through and through, this film commits to that darker take on the story they're trying to tell. They don't ever really lighten up, which I really respected, actually, and I think definitely lends itself uh, better to the film as a whole as well. But, God, the mood and the suspense in this film shift so well. Um, some of it really is kind of effed up, but it it's awesome. And the more I think about it, and I've kind of, like, I've gone back and I've watched... Um, a couple different videos on it, whether it was what people thought or, you know, kind of what you're pulling from uh, as you rewatch it or as you see, oh, I kind of maybe get what he was going for with this little hint here. Hidden in the meals maybe reveals a little bit about the chef himself, too. And so it was cool that there were some of these mystery elements to it that you can kind of piece together throughout the film and certainly will think about after as well. Um... But then, you know, I, I was waiting for this film to pop up on HBO Max because by the time I had heard about it and I had started seeing a lot of people who I really trust rave about it, I was like, all right, I'm about to miss it in theaters. I don't have the opportunity. And then a week later, boom, it's streaming on HBO Max right now. So if you have HBO Max, I implore you to give this film a shot. It's not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a little bit darker than you might be expecting. But I think you will be pleasantly surprised by the story they're telling and the effectiveness at which it's told. Um, Ray Fiennes is a force to be reckoned with. And we don't get enough of him in movies, but when he wants to be evil, this guy is just menacing. Menacing. <laughs> and he, I'm like, he himself, I'm like, he would probably be outside of my top five actor bubble, but he definitely gives one of the better performances this last year. But Hong Chow, she's in my best supporting actresses, no doubt. And again, it just like, it's, 
the mood that they set for the whole film, as dark, as gritty, as thrilling and suspenseful as it can be. Some of her bits of comedy, you know, they allow you to breathe just a little bit. You laugh, you take a couple breaths, and then you're like, okay, we're back. We're back, and it's tense again. You're like, oh, my God. Um, so I really, I'm like, I was really, really impressed by the menu. Um, that everyone I've recommended it to has enjoyed it quite a bit as well. So I'll leave you with that. It definitely finds its place among my top ten films of the year for 2022. Tune in next time as we finally break into Everything Everywhere All at Once, the film that really was everywhere all at once last year and will be everywhere, I'm sure, at this Oscar ceremony. So we'll catch you next time. Thanks again for listening, y'all.